So good to see you this morning. We're just thankful that you joined us here today, and we're going to have a great time and uh, just make it all happen. It's going to be a good time. We're going to enjoy ourselves. It's going to be good. So I'm just very thankful that you joined us today. I'm thankful that you made the effort to be here today and to be a part of what we're doing. And uh, this is the Doc Washman Show, and uh, welcome the show that talks about what you actually care about. We stream live at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central weekdays at DocWashburnShow.com. Minutes after each live stream is completed, the Doc Washburn Show is downloaded and the podcast is available at all your favorite podcast platforms. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook, and you can email us at contact at DocWashburnShow.com. Uh, also, this is the 74th episode of the all-new Dot Washburn Show. It's Wednesday, January the 26th, 2022. I'm Donnie Copeland, sitting in for the one and only Dot Washburn. Doc is still a little under the weather, doing better, and uh, hopes to be back, uh, I think, by tomorrow at the very latest, uh, Friday. And uh, just trying to get his strength back up. So I uh, talked to him a couple times yesterday via text. Uh, so uh, anyway, just keep he and uh, Peggy in your prayers, if you would. Uh, also, uh, today we have a great show lined up for you, and uh, we're going to be having a great time. Uh, we may even try to take a few calls. Uh, let me know if you are, uh, if you can hear this okay. We'll go back to the other. It was just so a lot of echo yesterday. Again, I'm not at the Starship Enterprise uh, like um, like Doc uh, has. So I have to kind of do what I do over here. Uh, Bluebird, good to see you. Emmanuel, uh, Addy, uh, Emmanuel, uh, Nate, uh, MW7768. Man, good to see you guys jumping in here. We're just proud to have you today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Biden administration suddenly revokes emergency usage act for highly effective monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies. What's behind this? What will happen in the 2022 midterm elections? And if the Republicans do win, who will be the Speaker of the House? We'll look at some key Republican House races across the nation where conservatives like Conrad Reynolds and Robbie Starbuck are challenging rhinos like Liz Cheney and French Hill and some of the battles going on within the party. Now, I realize when I mentioned those four candidates, those are not all four in the same races. So just... Uh, so if anybody points that out, I, I, I get it. Those are just some that I wanted to highlight, both on the liberal or rhino side and the conservative side. Why do liberals keep trying to label America a democracy instead of a constitutional representative republic? I'll address that today. Um, and uh, most of you listeners, you're really smart guys. You already get it. Um, but uh, this was all, uh, I guess, facilitated or prompted, rather, uh, by a Atlantic uh, article that I read, and so I thought it'd be good just to revisit the latest on Ukraine and how Biden, uh, Biden administration is a day late and a javelin short, uh, and uh, it's not the kind of javelin, javelin that you throw, obviously. Uh, we'll have the tweet of the day. It's going to be a, a good one, be a little uh, more serious and less 
uh, fun as we had yesterday. Don't forget to like and share this. Tell somebody, say, hey, jump on. Uh, Doc, the golden voice is not with us, but uh, he will be back. Uh, but, man, they've got a, a guy from Louisiana by way of Texas, by way of Arkansas, uh, that is sitting in. Uh, he's certainly not Doc, but uh, uh, we'll be uh, covering some good, uh, some or some great uh, content uh, with some great listeners. Yes, Doc Washburn was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, because he refused the vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the last presidential election was stolen. Uh, no doubt about that. No, his old employer wouldn't allow him to say that on the radio. And yes, there is all kind of evidence out there that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to this vaccine. Uh, we're seeing it more and more every day. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We are unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Click on the button that says become a patron. Or if maybe you're an advertiser, you're a national national business, maybe you're a local business, and you would like to give us a shot, uh, give us a call. Uh, our number there is at the docwashburnshow.com. And, uh, or you can, uh, email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com, uh, and we will get somebody in touch with you about advertising. Uh, again, I'm Donnie Copeland. I'm honored to be sitting in for Doc, and please keep Doc and Peggy in your prayers. Uh, they're doing much better, much, much better. And, uh, hey, GL, good to see you today. Tish, good to see you. Jane, uh, uh, NPF Tech, uh, good to see you today. Uh, Jan Little, Terry Floyd, man, it's good to see all of you guys jumping in here. Uh, just, just awesome to see all of you here today. I am a, a pastor. I'm a recovering politician. I ran for the lieutenant governor's uh, seat in 2010. I went to bed ahead in that race with 2,300 votes. I woke up the next morning uh, behind 2,300 votes. I think I ended up losing that race by uh, about three points, uh, somewhere that was close. Had no clue what I was doing. I literally ran for three months. It was a statewide race, obviously. And uh, the guy that beat me, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Terry says you got a bone to pick with uh, uh, with with Doc. Says he was not allowed to get sick. I remember when he read that. I believe on the on the air. I love that. I will remind him, Terry. Um, and then in uh, 2016, I ran for the House of Representatives and uh, won that race. I ran against a uh, established um, a Democrat uh, who was an incumbent. That's what I meant to say. Uh, didn't get any support from my own party because I was running against uh, a uh, uh, incumbent, even though it was a Democrat. I'll talk more about that here in a little bit when we talk about the 22, uh, 2022 races. Um, and then I ran for the state Senate in 2018. I left my House seat and ran against a state senator, sitting state Republican senator, because she voted for Medicaid expansion into our state. Uh, and uh, and so and I lost that race. I won the Republican, the House seat by about three points. Uh, I lost the lieutenant governor's race by three points and I lost the Senate race by three points. I actually won Election Day by 20 points. Uh, but the early voting killed me, uh, and a lot of Democrats crossed over and voted, but that's another story for another day. Uh, I'm the father of three. Uh, I'm the husband of one and pop to five uh, and uh, love my life. I'm a social entrepreneur. A friend and I, uh, Robin, uh, we started a, a nonprofit several years ago, about 10 years ago, 
and uh, we do uh, really good work. And I'm not saying that because it's us. It's just uh, it's just it is what it is. And uh, we really enjoy what we do. Uh, at least he got sick, honestly, and not from the blasted shot like my kids. Hey, it, there you go, GL. Um, and and then I'm also I've never been a never met a business I didn't want to get into. I uh, in in several small very small businesses, including this venture right here, uh, Doc and uh, two good friends uh, uh, got together, Brian and Manser, and we we got together with Doc and said, Hey man, let's let's launch this. And because of some great advertisers like Red River Your Way, uh, MyHealthPlan.com. Uh, and turn uh, your power on dot com or my powers on dot com. Let me let me say what see what that actually is. Turn my power on dot com. I'm sorry. Turn my power on dot com. Um, uh, because of these great advertisers and we got a brand new advertiser coming on the Minton Law Firm. Justice Just Justin Minton is coming on and uh, should be on any day. Uh, we we uh, agreed to that deal yesterday, I believe. And uh, he's a local attorney, great, one, one of the sharpest guys you'll ever meet, so honest, was a former insurance adjuster, and so he knows how to work for you. So if you're in Arkansas, uh, you need to call Justin Minton. Uh, Minton and Benton is uh, what Doc coined, and we met with him the other day, man, great guy, and just wants to be a supporter of the show and obviously wants it to work for him. Uh, but, uh, we're just so thankful. And you listeners, you know, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. And so we're just so thankful for you. Over a thousand of you downloaded the show yesterday. And so it's very, very thankful for that. Uh, and just, uh, looking, looking, uh, forward to what, uh, is going to happen here, uh, in the, uh, in this show today and in the future. We've got a lot of good things in store for you. Also, we're going to review, uh, Julie Kelly's brand new book about January the 6th. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and, uh, she's a great friend of this show and, uh, we're, we're really thankful. Yes, uh, Doc Washburn was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because he refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the presidential election was stolen. I think I've already read that, but anyway, uh, if I, if I did or didn't, uh, you just forgive me, okay? <laughs> but, uh, I'm just very thankful for you today. Uh, yeah, I did read it. I just, I went back down. So sorry about that. But that's worth repeating. That's okay. So let's talk about today. Let's talk about the beginning. Let's talk about the Biden administration suddenly revoking the Emergency Usage Act for highly effective mono, uh, uh, monoclonal antibodies and what behind, what is behind this. Well, you need to, uh, go. There is a great, uh, interview or, or press conference with Ron DeSantis. And uh, I, I'm not going to try to play it on here. And the reason I'm not going to try to play it uh, is because um, I don't have. Uh, hey, Jane. Uh, yeah, the vaccine mandate killed my radio because I refuse. Uh, man, that's that's good stuff. That's the yeah. The what was that? The video star. Uh, the DJ. What was it? Darlene. Uh, the the radio killed. Uh, Video killed the DJ or the radio star. Something. Anyway, Jane, you're close. Man, I got that all mixed up. So, uh, anyway, uh, Jane said the vaccine mandate killed my radio because I refused to listen. Uh, man, that's, that's, that's good stuff. 
uh, and I got that uh, song all mixed up. But uh, anyway, somebody out there will straighten this out. Doc is, you guys don't know this probably about Doc. Doc is, and I don't say this as just a, a superlative. Doc is a musical biographical genius. Uh, there are two people that I know. There's a guy by the name of Charles Hames, who is over the Arkansas um, Music uh, Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a young guy in his late 40s. Uh, and then there's Doc. And these two people are like walking musical encyclopedias. In fact, we're trying to, I'm trying uh, to get these two to uh, go together, start a podcast, uh, another podcast, an additional podcast uh, that talks about music. And I mean, these guys, you can say, you know, who played guitar on Led Zeppelin's album in 73? And they can tell you and tell you every song on it. Uh, you know, I can tell you Led Zeppelin. I know who Led Zeppelin is, but and when I hear one of his songs, I recognize it. But you probably have to tell me who it is. Uh, most of them, maybe one or two of them. But anyway, uh, getting back to uh, Biden and the uh, monoclonal antibodies uh, and, and and what happened on that. And man, there's a great, great, uh, uh, i tell you what, let's try, uh, I'm going to try this uh, and just let me know if you can hear it because it's so good. I'll start it. And if you can't hear it, we'll, we'll cut it off and you can go, you can go to Benny Johnson on Twitter. That's at Benny B N N Y Johnson. Uh, I, I know it's other places, uh, but, uh, you can just Google or DuckDuckGo is what I do. Uh, Gover, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis unloads on Biden, uh, about uh, monoclonal antibodies. Uh, let, let me see if I can play this for you. See if you can pick it up. Hey, Billy, good to see you. Join us here today. Man, there's a lot of you joining in here. Make sure you like and share this. Uh, and uh, let me know if you're hearing okay, if I need to take the earbuds out, uh, that that uh, if, if that's not working for you. Uh, let me try this and see if uh, if we can get this to play for you, okay? Hold on just a second. Let me, let me cue it up here. Uh, man, I wish I was as good at this as Doc is, but uh, I'm not, so I'm going to have to do what I can do here. Uh, here we go. Let me see if I can get this to to play for you. Uh, um, okay, I think what I did, I accidentally went to, let me try this again. Uh, we're talking about uh, Joe Biden, uh, and all of a sudden, just, it, it, just out of the clear blue, he ends the monoclonal uh, antibodies, which, by the way, were helping especially the aged and was helping uh, people at high risk. Uh, and the reason that they did this, the reason they gave that they did this was, and I'm not going to try to play it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not talented enough to do that. Um, and again, I'm, I'm working with limited uh, uh, tools over here at the blue couch uh, studios in suburbia, uh, Central Arkansas or, or the capital city, but, uh, hey, Flash, man, good to see you. Cartoon Steve, good to see you back today, man. I'm glad I didn't run you off. You were here yesterday. You could see all of you guys on here. And, uh, if you, if you, uh, try to call, uh, if you want to call in, I know Leo tried to call yesterday. Uh, and, uh, if you want to call, uh, I'll take some calls after a while. Uh, I'll let you know. 
and uh, I'll try it. Uh, there's no guarantee it's going to happen. But let, let's talk again about the uh, Biden administration pulling the monoclonal uh, antibodies just all of a sudden. What was behind that? Well, here's an interesting thing, and Ron DeSantis brought this out. Here's a fascinating fact: is there was that that decision was made uh, with one with no peer review studies, with one consulting firm making a, a study and deciding that the uh because the monoclonal monoclonal antibodies were not effective or as effective against omicron and some of them are saying the two manufacturers are saying uh, not effective at all against uh, uh against omicron and, and if that is the case, okay, well, but last week, the Biden administration was saying, oh, this is still serious because not every case is Omicron. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, uh, well, uh, hey, you got to keep your mask on. Hey, you got to shut down school. Hey, you can't do this, can't do that because not everything's Omicron. And so there's still some Delta out there. There's still some this and that, and whatever today's flavor of the week is. Uh, and then turn right around and remove a vital, vital, uh, treatment that was really, uh, really helping a lot of people, uh, and a lot of these people who actually, uh, has, um, has been vaccinated. In fact, most, a, a lot of them, from what I'm understanding, have been vaccinated and it was really, really helping them. Now we're going to pull that treatment, uh, because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, have the, the desired effect against uh, Omicron. Well, here's the dirty little secret. The dirty little secret is they've got a pill coming out. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a vaccine, but it's a, it's a, it's really a pre-treatment. It's probably ivermectin, hydrochloroquine and quercetin and uh, vitamin D3 and zinc. Uh, you know, it's probably, it's probably the things that Joe Rogan's been talking about and Aaron Rodgers has been talking about and Peter McCullough has been talking about uh, you know, is, is probably the, the, the gist of it, uh, or gist of it. So, but be that as it may, they all of a sudden pulled these antibodies. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Jane said the data has always been faulty, has been faulty from the get go and they're always changing. 100%. Uh, thank you for that comment. Uh, and so, uh, so, so we, we see this and, and you look at it, it's kind of like the first time uh, do you remember the first time you saw a crime, uh, actually, you walked up on a crime being committed, uh, <laughs> Donnie Goldman for president? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I, let me get through this show today untangled. Uh, but, but do you remember the first time you saw a, um, a, a, a crime being committed? And it's like, it's surreal. Uh, you see it happening. Mine was pretty inane, uh, uh, inane, I guess. It was a, a lady stealing an apple or, or in, in a grocery store. And I was just dumbfounded. You know, somebody would actually, they were stealing. I was watching a grown person steal something and putting it in her, under a coat. And I was just like, this is not happening. Well, I feel that way about the Biden administration and the government as, as a whole, uh, as they are, uh, you know, sitting here and doing these things like this and, and, and pulling a treatment that's helping a lot of people. Uh, and it's like, this can't be happening. You can't be pulling something that doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, and it only helps, but you're going to take it off the market. 
uh, and uh, or at least in the Emergency Usage Act, uh, so it, it can be used. Uh, and so uh, the bottom line is this: uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, I've, I've got an article I've been working on, and uh, I never did write it. I thought about it a lot, and I never did write it. But it's called Obama and the T-Bird. I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. All right, we'll get the rest of this here in a minute. But uh, in the, the, the article uh, or the editorial piece is called Obama and the T-Bird. And where the story comes from is a buddy of mine worked in the oil field when I, lived, when I was raised up in Louisiana. We were childhood friends. He got a job offshore. Uh, some of you old-timers out there remember the Thunderbird Diamond Jubilee edition. Man loaded out, had the Landau padded top. I uh, mean, they were, they were something. He bought a bay, a blue one with like this god awful, uh, gold trim. Some of you may remember that particular edition of the Thunderbird. And, uh, you know, he got bored with being offshore. No telling what the car note was back then. Uh, and so anyway, it seemed like it was $500 a month, but that would be $1,500 today. This was in the, in the uh, late seventies, early eighties. And so he sells it to another guy who also worked offshore, who was just, he's a good friend, but he was just, he is a wild child. That's the only way to put it. And so, uh, he, the, the whole deal was, you know, he couldn't pay for the T-Bird anymore because he didn't want to work, work offshore. He was making great money. Now he's back in the real world. Uh, and so he sells this uh, T-Bird uh, to his offshore buddy who lived in the same town with us. And, um, he, you know, and he was going to make payments. Well, he didn't make he maybe made some payments. I don't know. But anyway, he came down to it. He wasn't making the payments. So my buddy said, you know, uh, to my other buddy, I got to come get the car you know, my dad's getting mad because the car's in his name and I'm, I'm supposed to be making the payments. You're not making the payments to me, so I can't make the payments to him. Uh, and so, uh, I, you know, I got to come get the car. So we're all sitting around, uh, together, sitting around together, four or five of us waiting on our other friend to get there. Hey, Andrew, good to see you, buddy. Uh, and, uh, and so guess what? The guy gets in this T-Bird and he just drives it up and down the road and he's going 70, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour up and down this uh, little rural highway. And he would put the car in reverse while he's going down the road at 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. And you could hear the you could hear the transmission trying to catch. But because it's turning so fast, uh, thankfully, it, it didn't catch. And it's just like this. And it's trying to catch. And if it catches, man, the whole bottom of that car is coming out, the whole differential. And uh, and so, you know, he does this numerous times. And so finally he pulls in. The guy pulls up, drives the car off. Uh, he's none the wiser of what has happened. But the bottom line is this. The guy sat there and, hey, Josh, good to see you, buddy tried his best to tear up that T-bird. Well, that's exactly the way I feel about liberals. Uh, it's like, it's like Joe Biden, Obama drove the T-bird for eight years, tried his best being America, tried his best to tear it up. Uh, now Joe Biden is here. And, and a lot of this with the supply chain. Hey, Tina, good to see you today. Uh, a lot of this is not. You know, you look at it, you go, look, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Uh, you know, I, I'm not an intellectual genius myself, but I know better than that. I know to take, I know better than to take a treatment that is actually helping people, 
and take it off of the market for some real bizarre reason, you know. And so you look at it, and you go, man, something is up. And and now here here's something that uh, a good friend taught me years ago, and I think it I think it is is important. And that is, listen, you you cannot always uh, you can't uh, judge intent. Intent's hard to prove in court. Uh, Justin Minton can tell you all about that. Um, uh, one of our new advertisers. But uh, intent is hard, and 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 I think it's a slippery slippery slope when we try to you know figure out people's intent while they're doing what they're doing. Uh, so I can't say. Uh, with 100% accuracy or, or confidence that Obama tried to destroy America, that Joe Biden tried to destroy, is trying to destroy America. But man, when I look at what they're doing, I, I can't come up with any other conclusion. Uh, and then I put, I take the words of, of what Obama, uh, Barack Obama said, you know, uh, we're going to fundamentally transform. Uh, I guess that's real close to trash, uh, you know, uh, the United States. So, um, uh, you know, so, so I don't know. Keep, keep an eye on this. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. Let me give you a couple things. I know Candace Owens was really uh, spouting off about this. And, and when I say spouting off about it, I mean she was uh, had some good things to say. Um, and so I mean that, you know, I mean that in the most positive uh, sense. Uh, but she she talked about it. Uh, here, here we go. The FDA's reason for revoking the usage of the monoclonal antibodies is that it doesn't work well on Omicron. But we were all just told that Omicron variant is resistant to the vaccines. So why didn't they revoke usage of all Pfizer and Moderna vaccines? This is pure evil. Uh, now, this is Candace Owens. Make no mistake, the, the Biden regime wants people to die. I, I don't know that for sure, uh, but man, uh, what other conclusion do you come to? I, I don't know. Uh, you know, if there's another uh, reason, I, I know people can say, well, it's because it doesn't work, but it doesn't make any sense. It's like if, uh, you know, if, 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 you know, there's three or four people injured and, and they're giving everybody uh, a certain treatment, they're giving everybody a, antibiotic uh, and it's not hurting anybody but it's helping one of the four uh, and and you're giving it to all four thinking it may help them because they're all sick with the same injury or sickness it'd be a sickness not an injury with antibodies or a you know some type of uh, a drug or whatever uh, it would be you know we're trying to save people uh, but that you didn't give it to anybody and we know it saves some just seems really, really suspect. They have now blocked every harmless treatment or therapy that people claim saved their lives. It's vaccine or die. And many times it's vaccine and die. Wow. That's, uh, Candace Owens at the real Candace O on Twitter. And man, I, I don't know if you can say it any better than, uh, than this to be, uh, uh, to be honest with you, uh, thousands of people today in Florida, uh, drove up to their health clinic to get their antibody treatment, uh, and they were turned away because they had to close them because the federal government told them they had to. Hey, Sean, good to see you, man. The dude, Sean, good to see you. Um, but, uh, anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. I tell you what's not a mess. 
uh, and that is Red River Your Way. Red River Your Way is one of our uh, advertisers here. What is Red River Your Way? Red River Your Way is a, a huge car dealership located right in the, as we say in the south, slap dab in the middle of the United States. Uh, they have dealerships actually in several, several locations. Uh, when Doc was uh, fired from Cumulus Media, uh, because he wouldn't take the jab, uh, the owner, Mitch Ward, young, dynamic guy, man, just a great patriot, uh, dropped all of his advertising from Cumulus and said, Hey, Abdul, good to see you today, buddy. And said, uh, Hey, I want to, I want to advertise with you guys. Uh, and, and, and we love that. We love that. But, uh, what's even better, uh, that he wanted to advertise with us. What's even better is that this is a great car dealership that can really, really, uh, take care of you. If you go to redriveryourway.com, redriveryourway.com, go there. If you don't find on the website what you want, give them a call. They will find the car you're looking for. They will drive it, whether you're in Virginia, Florida, Illinois, Texas, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, California. They'll drive it to where you are and, uh, you'll miss all the surcharges for the car vending machine that the other guys that are trying to do what they do, uh, does. And so, uh, man, Red River, your way. They're also our sponsor of our tweet of the day. And so you're gonna, you're gonna love, uh, what they, uh, bring to the table. It's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be a great experience for you. Uh, tell them that the Doc Washburn show sent you. Would you do that for us? Tell them that the Doc Washburn show sent you. So if you want to do business with people who love liberty, who supports liberty, do business with redriveryourway.com. Redriveryourway.com. Amen. Uh, th- that's my preacher in me, that amen. I- I've done that on the stump before. I'd be up, uh, and say amen because it's a it's a tick or a habit that I I have when I'm uh, speaking as a as a pastor. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to make the gear shift. And a lot of you you don't care because you you're used to that stuff. But uh, be that as it may. So uh, we're going to transition here for just a moment. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of coffee coffee and uh, then we're going to get right back to uh, the good stuff. So uh, so just sit back and enjoy. Like that little ditty, uh, and uh, I, I promise you, I'm 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 laughing right now because if Doc is able to listen right now, he is just going nuts. He is a music savant, uh, and uh, that I'm playing these little uh, can ditties. I know he's just got to be going crazy. So <laughs> I can just hear him, man. What were you playing? So. Uh, hey, let's look at some, uh, key Republican House races across the nation, uh, and where conservatives like Conrad Reynolds and Robbie Starbuck are challenging rhinos, uh, and, uh, and people like Conrad Reynolds is challenging, uh, 
rhinos like French Hill. Uh, and uh, I'm going to pull up the uh, candidate that's challenging Liz Cheney. Uh, Robbie Starbuck actually, I believe, is running against uh, a, or up until yesterday, was running up against, in Tennessee, in the Nashville area, was running up against a Democrat, but the Democrat left uh, uh, left the race. Uh, and so uh, we, can, uh, we, we can talk about that, that here in a moment. Uh, I'm going to try to switch out my earphones, and, uh, and so if I lose you, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get right back, uh, on it. Okay. So give me just a second here. All right. Hey, Stephanie, good to see you today. So we don't want to talk about these uh, uh, these races that are going on across the nation and uh, start right here in central Arkansas. You've got a combat veteran named Conrad Reynolds, a great guy. He's a friend of this show and uh, he's a catfish. Good to see you. And uh, he's running against French Hill, who uh, is just terrible. In fact, he just did a he did a. Uh, uh, a campaign deal with Liz Cheney and, and show, hey Dale, so good to see you today. Um, uh, and show you how tone deaf this guy is. He's sitting there with Liz Cheney talking about how he's so honored to have Liz Cheney, you know, uh, joining him. Not, and no clue that, uh, what 90, 95% uh, of his constituency is just like howling at the moon. And so that, that's the tone deafness that you get. Uh, you got Robbie Starbuck, uh, that is challenging, uh, is trying to take over a, a, actually a democratic, <clears throat> excuse me, a democratic, um, candidate who just dropped out actually yesterday. Uh, and so, uh, uh, Robbie is a is a patriot. He's a he's a Cuban American, not a Cuban American. He's American whose family's from Cuba, uh, and uh, he's a great guy. And uh, I think, uh, but but there's been a little wrinkle in that race, and that is uh, that uh, uh, there's been I believe it's a, Ma, a Mike Pompeo, a former employee, uh, that has kind of been a late arriver. Uh, to the to the race and uh and so uh all of a sudden uh, Morgan uh, Ortegas I believe is her name and uh and so Trump comes out and uh endorses uh it kind of gives a kind of slight endorsement of of this candidate and uh here's what Candace Owens said said nope Trump has this completely wrong. Robbie Starbuck is the correct pick for Tennessee's fifth district and Tennesseans have his back. And, uh, Robbie's got, he's got a lot, a lot of great, great, um, uh, endorsements from a lot of really, uh, you know, high level people. Uh, Jenna Ellis is one. Uh, uh, Tyler Bauer is another one. Carrie Lake, the governor of Arizona or the, gov- uh, Governor candidate, uh, Kurt Schleitzer, or I'm sorry, Schlichter, 
uh, Darla Shine, uh, Madison Cawthorn, uh, Sebastian Gorka, Kelly Ward, uh, Harme uh, Dillon, Harmit Dillon. I hope I didn't. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of support for Robbie Starbuck and pushback uh, for to Trump. If, if there's one thing, President Trump, I think sometimes and I think all of you, uh, at least most of you would agree with this. I think if there's one Achilles heel with President Trump is listening to people around him that doesn't have America's best interests uh, at heart or even his best interest at heart. I don't think it's a lot, but I think it's more than it than it could be or should be. Uh, but I just think he has this natural inclination to be trusting, even though he's very, you know, very wise and very, uh, you know, worldly when it comes to uh, knowing how things operate and been been in a lot of situations. Um, but in politics, it's, it's it's still fairly new to him. Uh, and, and maybe that's an excuse, but man, you got Robbie Starbuck out here. It's been just busting it for this long. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's just, it's a bad, it's a bad look, uh, to, to, to come back and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go with somebody else. Uh, when Robbie Starbucks been in the race for a year and he's a conservative, and if he'd been in the race for a year, wasn't a conservative, uh, and, and had been talking about the right things, uh, and, and talking about him passionately and standing at the time that he needed to stand. That, that's, that's imperative. I remember when I was in the house, uh, the house, uh, of representatives here in Arkansas and we were in the fight of our life with the Medicaid expansion. We started out with about 27 or 28 house members that were with us. And, uh, and that's how many we needed to, uh, stop uh, the Medicaid expansion because all the establishment and all the Democrats were on the same side. Interesting, isn't it, that rhinos uh, and Democrats vote for the same things uh, on pretty much everything except for abortion. And then we, we've had a few cases here uh, where uh, Republicans didn't vote for the abortion <clears throat> or against the not, uh, <clears throat> anti-abortion uh, legislation, but they just walked out and didn't vote. Well, it's the same thing if you don't support it and your support's needed. Uh, and they think people are too stupid to realize that. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, they're not, they're not the ones that, uh, you know, have the issue. I, I can, I can tell you that when it comes to, uh, what, uh, what they need to, you know, what they, the intellectual side of it are the, you know, coming to, uh, coming to realization and to reality rather. So, uh, but anyway, Jake Sherman, uh, I thought this was fascinating. Jake Sherman was tweeting out and he said, uh, a new and interesting scene unfolded at the uh, National Republican Congressional Committee retreat this morning near Miami. This was yesterday. Uh, during a staff, uh, NRCC brief briefing for donors, Laura Loomer stood up and asked why the party committee isn't trying with all their heart to defeat Liz Cheney and the others who voted to impeach Trump. And she had someone filming. Uh, and so, uh, you know what I say about primaries? Some people say, oh, man, we, you know, we don't need to fight among ourselves. Listen, if you got somebody that's not pulling their weight, if you got somebody that's not doing what they need to do, if you got somebody that's not voting uh, conservative uh, issues and fighting for liberty and freedom and fighting against tyranny and the erosion of freedom, uh, then they need to be 
uh, they need to be primary. It's not just, you know, okay. They need to be primaried, uh, and people need to support them. You know what I say about primaries? Primaries are, are like locks on a house or on anything else of value. You know what they do? Locks keep the honest people honest. Uh, and because a, a thief is going to saw a lock off, they're going to do what they break a window to get in if the door's locked. Uh, look, liberals are going to be liberals. Uh, rhinos will be rhinos as long as you let them be rhinos. But if you say, you know what, uh, we're going to can't, we're going to, uh, uh, primary you and we're going to do everything we can to defeat you, uh, because, you know, you don't have the guts to stand up for what's right. And so, I think it's just so very important uh, that we have uh, we have people that will stand up and run, and then for you and I as 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 uh, citizens to support them. It may be just twenty five, thirty bucks, but we do something to support them. I think that's so so very important, um, and so I think it's. Uh, you know, so uh, so important that we get involved in the process. We make up our mind that we're going to do everything we can uh, to help with that, uh, because I think uh, if if we sit by, uh, what's the uh, wonderful saying? You know, if good, uh, the only reason that uh, uh, you know that uh, evil can can persist and can advance is if good men do nothing. Uh, that's not a direct quote, but that's pretty close. And so I think it's so, so important, uh, that we, uh, do everything that we can. And so I think it's, uh, incumbent upon us, uh, you know, with Robbie Starbuck, with, uh, Conrad Reynolds. Uh, l- let me pull up the lady and maybe somebody has that there, uh, that can give it to me. Uh, the lady that's running against, uh, Liz Cheney, uh, in, uh, Wyoming. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I saw her last night, uh, and I was going to write that down, and I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, but uh, uh, it's so important that we find out who these people are, and that we do everything we can uh, to support them. Uh, and we we make up our minds. Yeah, I'm looking at a poll, Liz Cheney, uh, and it's uh, let's see, Mary, uh, Harriet Hageman. Uh, Harriet Hageman wins big uh, uh, in a congressional straw poll in Wyoming, uh, and I think she, in the straw poll, beat Liz Cheney by 18 points. Uh, and so, uh, in fact, somebody said my parents, who are 75, Wyoming, they're 75 years of age, Wyoming residents, are voting for the first time ever to get rid of Liz Cheney. Uh, and so... Uh, Somebody said, <laughs> I'll be a Utah resident in one month, and my first vote would be to get rid of Mittens Romney. <laughs> I love it. Uh, man, what a what a piece of work. Uh, but so, uh, so, so very important that we make up our minds that we're going we're gonna to do our best. We're going to do our best to help. Uh, let's look at our, um, let's look at the Speaker of the House. I got a fascinating uh, tweet that I want to pull up for you. Uh, it's by none other than Matt Gates. Uh, Matt Gates is the House member that keeps things uh, interesting. Uh, and, and if it weren't for him and Marjorie Taylor Greene and a couple of others, Bobert, uh, man, uh, we would have very little leadership uh, in the 
uh, House of Representatives uh, nationally. In fact, hey, Jeff, good to see you join us today. Uh, FK, JK, JXCTIV, I, I don't, Hosen, or Gnome, good to see you today. Uh, man, good to see you guys. Man, so many of you join on here with us. I love it. Um, but uh, let's talk about 2022. Let's talk about the leader, uh, the, the Speaker of the House, the leadership. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now. If, if, if the Republicans win, uh, the House of Representatives in the midterms and you have a guy like Kevin McCarthy is the speaker, uh, it's going to be, uh, it, 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 it's going to be same old, same old. Uh, we have to do something different. I'm talking about drastically different. I'm talking about Marjorie Green Taylor different or Taylor Green. Uh, I'm talking about Thomas Massey different. I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, I, I mentioned uh, one guy, and I believe it was Doc. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he said, no, no, you, you didn't know about this, and I didn't. And I thought I, you know, was pretty uh, up to date on what everybody was doing. But there's a lot of names being passed around. You need to dig into them a little bit deeper. Uh, here's a question I haven't heard anything from. Uh, and I'm going to look at it here in a moment, the Freedom Caucus. But uh, who who would you like to see? Uh, uh, I think there's some there's some great uh, there, there's probably 12 or 15 um, uh, people that I would trust to be Speaker of the House. Listen, being Speaker of the House is like electing a representative. You you think you would think. Uh, you giving, you going out and voting, you holding a sign, you putting a sign in your yard, whatever else you do, and you work really hard to get this guy uh, elected to as as city councilman or school board or whatever. Well, folks, that's half of the that's that's maybe a third or a half of the battle, and we're seeing this all the time, especially on the federal level. To get a Republican elected to office is not the the lift. That that that's that's just the start. It's like the Apostle Paul said, look, when you get saved, when you, you know, are filled with God's spirit and you're, you know, your sins are washed away and you're, you know, you're Paul said that's, uh, you know, that, that that's not the that that's not the end. That's the beginning. That's the foundation. Well, I'm telling you, the foundation of 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 having a representation uh, that is worthy of representing you people uh, is uh, just is has just started when someone gets elected. Uh, and if you want some, uh, you know, some evidence of that, look at what 75, 80 percent of the House members now they get elected, they go to all, uh, they go to Washington, uh, and they become Dan Crenshaw. Uh, you know, they become Ted Cruz. They become Marco Rubio. Uh, they become Lindsey Graham. They become Mitch McConnell. Uh, you know, they become, uh, these, uh, people who are there to, uh, win favor. They want to, you know, they want to get along with everybody. They're not there to fight for liberty. Uh, they, they don't want to fight. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, they're not there to destroy tyranny. They're not there to destroy uh, this evil uh, that is socialism, that is communism, that is liberalism. Uh, and so uh, so Matt Gates, uh, this is back in December the 8th. 
Uh, hey, Norm, good to see you today, man. Um, but Matt Gates back in December. So this is uh, what a uh, little over, uh, let's see, a little over a month old, month and a half old. He says, man, he's going to move to nominate Donald Trump as the next speaker of the house. Should the Republicans win the house in 2022? Uh, Gates said he's gone so far as to discuss the matter with the president. When asked by reporters if he'd like to see Trump as speaker, he said, I would. Uh, they asked him to, uh, to, to divulge some of the conversation. He said he'd like to keep that private. Uh, but he, he made it clear that he would like to do that. Uh, he said he suggested in the past that the former president be selected the role of the speaker. Uh, and man, what a, what a, uh, bomb. What, what a, what a, uh, wonderful, wonderful thing that would happen. We would actually get things, uh, to take place. These other guys are going to nibble around the edges. They're not going to do anything. Uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to, uh, prance around and they're going to talk tough and big. Uh, you know, uh, when they had, uh, the majority in the House and the Senate in 2016, or was it 20, uh, yeah, 2018, uh, they didn't do squat from 2016, 2018. They didn't do squat. They, they did zero. They did nothing. I don't think, uh, you know, President Trump is totally innocent in that either. Uh, I think, you know, maybe he was getting his feet wet. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, bottom line, uh, we have to have somebody as speaker. Uh, that is, you know, uh, I mean, is, uh, is, is, is moving the scale. Hey, Josh, good to see you, buddy. Uh, somebody that is moving, uh, the ball, somebody that is making a difference. And so, uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know if that's Marjorie Green Taylor. I don't know if that is Matt Gates. I don't know if that's Donald Trump. Uh, but we have somebody, you know, and, and here's the thing, folks. And, and if you were honest, not you are honest, but if you were totally honest and you were able to admit it, and it's hard for me to admit this, uh, some of these people, uh, that I'm talking about, these people that actually represent our, uh, represent our, uh, uh true values, uh, you know, they'll say some outlandish things and they'll brandish a, you know, AK, you know, uh, 47, you know, on the Capitol Hill steps or strap one on and, you know, and do a commercial, which I'm fine with. I don't, I don't care. Uh, but it's so far out of the norm. How we've been conditioned is, oh, we want somebody that's more, uh, stately and we want somebody that's more, uh, presidential. And I'm using air quotes here. <clears throat> we want somebody that's more refined. We want somebody that can nuance, uh, and so forth and so on. And, and what happens with that, uh, oh, they're nuanced, all right, and they don't do squat. Oh, they're, they're stately, all right, uh, stately and stale. And so I think the pattern, I think the, uh, the, you know, archetype, as Dan Crenshaw would like to say, uh, is, uh, Donald Trump disruption. Uh, listen. DC needs a disruption. It doesn't need a statesman. It doesn't need, uh, some, you know, guy with a, or, or some, uh, woman with, with, uh, super, uh, people skills and, you know, and, and his cachet or whatever else you want to say. We need somebody who is an effective legislator who knows how to get stuff done and take care of business, solve problems, 
and quit talking and acting like you're going to do something when you're not going to do anything uh, ever. Listen, if Laura Loomer has to stand up at a at a a, a um, supporter or donor uh, meeting for the committee that elects congressmen and say, and and has to ask the question, why aren't we cam- uh, campaigning? Why aren't we primary and spending money to primary Liz Cheney? Uh, it's the same thing when I ran for the state house here. I was shocked because I didn't get maybe one or two. I didn't get any support from any of the sitting legislators. I didn't get any support. Uh, maybe I got some support from the Republican Party. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I did. I'm, I'm quite sure that I did. Uh, uh, but uh, after I won, I upset uh, in a uh, I was the first Republican ever elected, uh, at least since Reconstruction to this house seat uh it, it always been controlled by democrats and you know how i got it i would go to the i would knock on door i knocked on every door of every voter uh in my district and i told them that i'm going to vote against uh higher taxes i'm going to vote against obamacare medicaid expansion uh and i had people tell me said look uh, i would have never voted for you uh, I'm a Democrat and somehow I got on your list because I was trying to get, you know, I was trying to get uh, middle of the road to write uh, people to, you know, that I, that's all the time I had. <clears throat> so I couldn't talk to all straight line Democrats as well because they're going to vote for Democrats anyway. But I talked to a few Democrats by accident, uh, especially middle of the road Democrats. And they said, I'm going to vote for you because you were honest with me. And and then I went to uh, the legislature and I did what I said I would do and and I got attacked by my own committeemen. Uh, not everybody, a lot of people were great to me. Everybody was nice to me, uh, but I'd get in committees and try to get a piece of legislation passed uh, that they all were saying publicly they wanted passed, and I would present it and they would turn it down in committee. Wouldn't even get to the uh, to the house. Uh, floor because my own committee members, we ruled the committees and they would turn it down. That's what I'm talking about. That's happening on the state levels. That's happening on the national levels. Listen, folks, it's not Republicans versus Democrats. No, it is establishment Republicans, uh, plus Democrats, plus lobbyists versus the citizens and a few conservative legislators. That's the bottom line. So we have to have people. Uh, Conrad Reynolds, I can tell you, Conrad Reynolds, when he goes to uh, D.C., uh, he's going to vote with the Freedom Caucus. He's going to vote uh, for a Speaker of the House that will move the needle and not just, you know, uh, bounce around and, and do, you know, his, uh, you know, do the bidding of uh, the lobbyists or, or whatever. And so, uh, you know, we need to understand, we, we need to get, get a, a, a better understanding of what's going on and what's happening and understand and know that, I uh, mean, we've got to, uh, we've got to somehow, some way, we have to, um, make up our minds that we're going to support real true conservatives. Um, okay, uh, let's, let's do the, um, Let's do the tweet of the day. Uh, I know I normally at this point I do uh, uh, another ad, and I'm going to do that here in just a moment. Uh, but I want to do the tweet of the day. Listen, if you have if not, uh, this is this is uh, 
it's going to sound like an advertisement, but it's not. It's just a recommendation. If you've never read the books of H. Jackson Brown Jr., H. Brown, uh, H. Jackson Brown Jr., uh, these are a series of little books called Life's Little Instruction Book, and there's several of them. It is, it is little notes that, uh, H. Jackson Brown wrote to his son when he was, uh, going off to college, and subsequently after he was in college, he would send him notes. And he compiled all these notes and put them into books. It's some of the greatest wisdom and just, just, you just get a great feeling when you, when you read this. And so, uh, B Rock, uh, Brian, uh, E Rock on Twitter, at Brian E Rock, uh, uh, gave the quote of the day, and I'm gonna make it the tweet of the day, brought to you by Red River Your Way, redriveryourway.com, redriveryourway.com. Uh, is a great, uh, a big dealership right here in the middle of the United States who will, uh, you go on redriveryourway.com and they'll send a car, uh, after you buy it. They'll, they'll bring it right to your doorstep in Virginia, Florida, wherever you are. And then you'll love doing business with these people. They're the people that sought out Doc after he was fired and said, Hey, we're getting away from cumulus. We're coming to you. We believe in liberty and we want to support you. So, uh, do business with Red River Your Way and they, they bring you the, uh, tweet of the day. Tweet of the day is the quote by H. Jackson Brown Jr. in his book, Life's Little Instruction Book. And it's find a job you like and you add five days to every week. And I can tell you right here, right here, right now, uh, listen, I don't care where you are in life. Ask yourself this question. What could I do, uh, that, uh, I'm good at, I enjoy and it wouldn't feel like work and make that your life's work. You say, well, man, I love to fish. Make fishing your life's work. I, I really believe God designed you. Uh, to do what you love for a living. I know that goes against, we're actually trained to, you know, you're not supposed to like your job, right? Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I don't think there's anything further from the truth. I think we've been sold a bill of goods. Uh, and uh, I, I think you need to find uh, something that you love. Uh, and uh, H. Jackson Brown said, if you do, if you find that, I'm telling you, I've been a pastor for 38 years. Uh, and it's the the preaching is okay. I like that. You know, I I like that a lot actually more than I used to. But you know, my favorite part of what I do is helping people. I I usually spend all day long. Uh, yeah, do what you love, and the money will come. Thank you, Untangled. That's that's so good. Light, good to see you join us here today. Uh, Lippy or Light one hundred two nine two. Good to see you. PBG fourteen. Uh, good to see you today. Um, and so, uh, if, yeah, I, I want to encourage you in that today. Find what you love. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I'm 40 years old. I'm 60 years old. That's okay. Find what you love and, and, and learn how to make a living at it. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, you will, you'll add five days, uh, to, to your life, five days a week to your, to your week. It just, it's so, so very, uh, gratifying. Uh, uh and so, uh, I, I think it's so important uh, that we, uh, we 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 do what we love, and, and uh, I, I think you'll just and it may be working in a factory. You may love working in a factory. Hey, Cisco, good to see you, Keith. Man, I'm glad you joined us today. Uh, so you may work in a factory and love what you do. If you do, then hey, you're right where you need to be. 
but if you don't, if you find yourself saying, man, I wish I could do this or do that, uh, then, then go for it, man. Pursue it. Uh, and so I, I think that's, uh, and, and you, you know what you'll find? You'll find that what you're good at and what you love, uh, those two things intersect. Uh, and when you do what you love and what you're good at doing, uh, the money will find you. I, I taught that to my boys early on. I have three sons and I said, look, do what you love and do what you're good at and uh, the money will find you. Don't do it for the money. Uh, do it because you love it, because you you enjoy it. And I have two sons who are professional musicians. I have another son who's a professional writer. And uh, they're really good at what they do. And uh, and uh, and they, they love what they do. They've had to do other things, you know, to supplement and so forth. And you may have to do that as well. Uh, you got to grind, but uh, but you'll get there. Uh, I want to talk today, uh, I want to shift gears a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. I'm going to play a little bit of this really, uh, as Doc would say, uh, riveting music here. Uh, and uh, just just really. That was, this is riveting. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, now I gotta turn the music off. I've created a monster here. Okay. Um, I wanna talk about, in fact, this was all spurred by, let me see if I can find this. Uh, this guy on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, and he was talking about, liberals use this, uh, false narrative. Have you noticed, uh, Rush always said this, man, I miss Rush. Anybody else miss Rush? I miss Doc. I miss Rush. Uh, thankfully, Doc's going to be back. Doc will be back, I believe, tomorrow. I really think so. Uh, at the very latest, Friday. And if he doesn't come back Friday, it'll be strictly just, just to get his voice stronger and just be at full strength. He's just been a little bit weak and been sleeping more than he wants to, trying to sleep off this junk. But he's feeling better. Uh, I noticed he was on uh, on uh, Twitter a little bit last night, and uh, so. Uh, but anyway, um, the straw man arguments that that liberals make and, and rhino Republicans. Uh, let, let me give you an example, and I'm going to get to our subject here in a moment. Uh, but let me give you an example of that. Example of a straw man argument that, that the liberals and rhinos make is we need to, uh, we need to, uh, update and we need to, uh, bring our immigration laws into the 21st century. No, you don't. You need to enforce the laws that are on the books. Uh, so you start enforcing the laws that are on the books and then we'll talk about it. Oh, we, we need to go to, uh, to, to the Ukraine because the people in the Ukraine need our support. Yes, they, they need our support. They also need our support, uh, 
12 months ago when you said that you were going to send them equipment and supplies and you're going to get get them in a position to defend themselves against Russia, and you didn't do it. So now last night you're trying to scramble and, and send stuff to them. Well, you've waited too late. Uh, so so I don't. So to argue with you about immigration uh, and and suck me into an immigration debate about what we need to do about immigration. Uh, what are all? Let's study it for six years. No, you've been studying it, and. Uh, uh, you need to enforce the laws that are on the books and quit going around the laws that are on the books uh, is what in breaking the laws that are on the books. That's what you need to do. Uh, so uh, let me let me pull up this guy. I want to give you the context. Uh, and one of those straw man arguments is, uh, man, this is a broken democracy. You know, have you ever heard that? This is a broken democracy. This is, uh, you know, it's terrible. We have this uh Broken democracy and, you know, this, this democracy doesn't work. Well, uh, let me, let me give you a little, uh, I guess news flash. Uh, and, and we, we've had this argument and you've heard this before. Um, and, and I can't find it, but it's, uh, Anderson is his name over at the Atlantic and he, he gives this, uh, argument about the, uh, the population of a few states and so how a few states, uh, you know, are driving, uh, you know, the, the election, uh, cycle. Well, number one, that tends to, uh, that, that tends to benefit Democrats uh, of which he belongs, uh, to that party. Uh, two, uh, you know, we're not a democracy. Uh, but we are actually a representative republic. We're actually a constitutional representative republic. We are not a democracy. And, uh, I've got a great piece. I don't, uh, one thing I don't, uh, do much of, uh, is, is do a lot of, uh, reading on the air. Uh, but I do think, uh, this, I'm going to read some portions of this, uh, that I think is so, so very, uh, important. Uh, so let me, uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, it's, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, this is a fascinating, uh, piece by J.W. Bryan and J.W. Bryan is, uh, News with Views. Uh, so, uh, News with Views, uh, and, uh, they're at newswithviews.com, newswithviews.com. If you'd like to check them out, J.W. Bryan uh, is the writer. And he says, for many years, I've observed the increase in the number of people who believe America is a democracy. Uh, and he goes on to say, uh, we are not. We never have been. Our founders hated democracies. The word, here, here's something for you. The word, hey, is that Glenn Campbell? G. Campbell, 83. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, the dude, Sean, liked the show. Good. Uh, the word democracy never entered the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution of the United States. The United States is not a democracy. Our founders used strong words to make clear that their nation should never become a democracy. Uh, these are some of the quotes by, uh, our founders. Remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. Uh, there never was a democracy, democracy yet that did not commit suicide. That's John Adams in 1814. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, an elected, uh, 
Depotism was not the government we fought for. Uh, uh, that in tracing these evils to their origin, every man has found it in the turbulence and follies of democracy. Edmund Randolph. Between a balanced republic and a democracy, the difference is like that between order and chaos. That's John Marshall. Uh, so the, the founders were pretty clear about democracies. Uh, and so we see just from these statements that uh, the, the, the United States uh, is a republic and a constitutional republic at that and not a democracy. And that was by uh, a purposeful design. Uh, it, it was designed uh, that way to protect the right. Here, here's here's why liberals uh, wants us to be a democracy and not a constitutional representative republic. OK, um, uh, it was designed. Our founders designed it that way to protect the rights of the individual as well as the rights of minorities. But also this is important, but also to protect the rights of individuals that make up the majority. Therefore, we could say that at the core of republicanism is the grounding and the basis of law which surrounds the authority for protection of the inalienable rights of the individual to the extent that these rights are inviolate and cannot be voted away by a majority. Uh, In contrast to the foregoing, in a democracy, there would be no protection for the rights of the individual. It's all about the masses. Um, And so... uh, in fact, all rights would be disposed of. In a democracy, the majority rules uh, either directly or through its elected representatives. As in a monarchy, the, lo- the law is whatever the government determines it to be. And then we see that happening right now. At age 15, my father-in-law had to leave uh, home and go out on his own. At age, age 18, he was back home taking care of the entire family. That was in the 20s, and the times were very hard. The reason people had to leave home was because there was just too many children to feed. His father died. His mother married a man whose wife had also died. And between them, they had six or seven children. Uh, evidently, in that time, when he was 15 and when he became 18, things developed at home to the point he had to return um, home to take care of the family. But even though he was burdened with asthma, uh, even though... Uh, uh, as well as never having a well-paying job, except for a period when he was a section foreman on the railroad. Uh, uh, and, and he talks, he goes on and on about, you know, uh, the hardships. Uh, but he had to go through those hardships. He had to go through those things that were going on in his life. Uh, and uh, he talks about Walter Williams. Anyway, it's a great article, uh, but I want to skip down here. Uh, he said, therefore, when you think about it, we are very blessed that many people make a lot of money. So let us count our blessings. Because if we shifted the rest of the uh, the way into democracy, things would be much worse economically. And that would not be the worst of it. The worst would be that we would completely lose our God-given rights to life, liberty, and property. And there's a lot in there, and I know I've skipped around a little bit. But I wanted you to get uh, the main point of that article is this. When somebody tries, uh, especially a liberal, uh, will try to infer that we're a democracy, uh, you need to let them know, no, 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 we're not. We're a constitutional representative republic because uh, you can't trust a democracy is mob rule in essence. And so uh, you have to have a means of government or a form of government that protects the rights of the individual. That is imperative. Uh, one of those rights that has been severely uh, damaged uh, is 
in the last several years uh, as a result of Obamacare. And that was the right for you to pursue the type of health insurance that that you wanted to pursue. Uh, I've had no insurance. I've had Christian sharing. I've had great Cadillac plans with the state of Arkansas. Uh, but for most of my life, 60 years, I've I've had like personal little personal plans from Blue Cross Blue Shield or I've had, you know, these uh, plans that were kind of cut rate type plans, uh, but not any longer. Uh, in fact, it was right here on this show that I was driving on the road listening, just making sure our audio and everything was right. And Doc was going on about uh, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. And he was saying, man, you need to call MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. They're going to hook you up. They're going to take care of you. And uh, you're going you're gonna to really enjoy uh, talking with Art Wilborn or you know, any of his people over there that can uh, help you. And uh, they have these uh, affordable plans, 30 per, uh, 50% off of premiums, and, and, and it's personalized. And it's low or no uh, deductible, no co-pays. And I'm like, oh, man, really? Uh, is that even possible? And uh, I kept just kind of put, putting along with my uh, Christian sharing network stuff. We'd go into a doctor's office. I'd give them my Christian healthcare network card and they'd look at me like I just stepped off of a spaceship, which is okay. I don't, I don't care. Uh, my, my big deal was they didn't want to take it. I had to fight with them every time because it didn't seem to be real insurance. And then we had a few claims and in, in defense of, in their defense, uh, they were pre-existing and they would never be covered under them. That's not even true with, uh, myfamilyhealthplan.com. Uh, you can even have pre-existing and, uh, after a year, those things are covered. Uh, make sure that you get with, uh, one of the counselors at myfamilyhealthplan.com and uh, make sure, cause I'm not an insurance salesman, but I'm telling you, they are going to hook you up. Um, uh, this guy said, I feels like I was in deductible quicksand. Everything goes toward my deductible. Uh, my health insurance premiums, uh, felt like another mortgage payment. Uh, and, and so, uh, but, but these people have found, uh, been, been made very happy customers by myfamilyhealthplan.com. Uh, he said, uh, Tom said, I got my first check. Still have no idea how this works. Uh, but I got my first uh, check for $188 for a surgery and, uh, a notice that my bill had been paid in full. Uh, Gwen said, these days people just don't do the little things that you do, uh, for your customers. It almost seems to be like too much. Uh, man, I'm just thrilled to death. Uh, Vicky said, I saw my doctor for an earache. I just showed up, uh, showed my card, no copay. I received, uh, mail from my insurance company. Wasn't sure what it was. Uh, I, I thought it was probably a bill. To my surprise, it was a check for $110, uh, with my bill paid in full. How does that happen? Uh, because you don't, you have a company that's looking out for you. It is really, uh, it's, it's one of the smartest. It is, if you, some of you out there who are really smart, really intelligent, and you said, you know what, I'm going to build an insurance uh, plan, uh, that's what myfamilyhealthplan.com has done. And, uh, man, you need to call them. In fact, uh, uh, Marsha said, I, I, I had a, a colonoscopy. They found a polyp. My bill was paid in full. And then I received a check. For over thirty one hundred dollars, 
my friend was envious as she paid out of her pocket for the very same procedure. Uh, Pat said, I called Teladoc, uh, which comes with, uh, your plan. You get free Teladoc. You get free, uh, mobile or, uh, tele, what is that called? Zoom or whatever, where you can go online and talk to your doctor. I called Teladoc. I had a rash. He looked at it, told me I had shingles. He prescribed my med over the phone. I didn't have to even visit a clinic, uh, with a bunch of other sick folks. Uh, and so, uh, Finding affordable health uh, health care plans shouldn't feel like a complicated maze with huge premiums and high deductibles. Uh, but these good people uh, are, and the rest of the folks over at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, they guide people to their personalized plan so they can use their valuable time for what matters most to them. And so it is a it is a great great uh, program. It's a great deal, and you need to. You need to be a part of it. I think it'll, you'll really, really, uh, be glad that you called them, uh, that you went online and checked with them. Just shoot them an email and that's at myfamilyhealthplan.com. Uh, and, uh, it took me maybe, I think I went online. I was paying over $400 a month for my wife and I's Christian healthcare plan. Uh, and like I said, uh, uh they didn't pay, uh, the things that we submitted, although they were pre-existing. <clears throat> but um, I spent maybe 15, 20 minutes, uh, probably 20 minutes with Art uh, or, or one of his uh, people, and uh, and uh, they got me signed up, uh, saved I think 50 or 60 bucks a month. I know it's under $400 a month for the both of us, and uh, we just couldn't be more pleased. So I hope that you can uh, go to myfamilyhealthplan.com and check it out. All right. Uh, we're going to shift gears here just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get a uh, drink of coffee and uh, play some more of this riveting music that you're really uh, digging, and uh, we'll be right back, okay? That was fun, man. Uh, go out and buy the album. No, that's canned music. I don't think you can buy the album. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about the Biden administration and uh, their late response uh, to what is going on in the Ukraine. Um, if you remember, uh, for four years, five years now, we've been told, you know, how damaging uh, Donald Trump was with his uh, you know, being in cahoots with Russia or whatever. Uh, but you know, the bottom line was he, he had a, uh, very healthy relationship with Putin. Uh, but there was a mutual respect there. And, uh, what has happened in essence is basically Russia decided, Hey, you know, the time to invade the Ukraine is now. Uh, and the reason it's time to invade now, uh, is because, uh, there is, you know, there, there's nobody at the wheel. 
Uh, and, uh, and so when Biden came in, he said, Oh man, we're going to, you know, we're going to really, uh, you know, help out the Ukraine. We're going to do it the way it needs to be done. We're going to really, uh, beef them up and we're going to send them all kind of equipment and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so, uh, but we find that, uh, that that's not the case. In fact, uh, one reporter, uh, was able to uncover that they're, they're trying to send them, uh, equipment right now, but already, uh, in, in one, uh, over one border, Russia is already uh, invaded and they're, they're already in the Ukraine. And so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's too little too late. All they're sending over the, you know, the, the, the armored, uh, vehicles, they're sending over the javelins, they're sending over the guns, they're sending over the, uh, all the stuff now, uh, but they're sending it over, uh, way past, uh, the time that they needed it. Uh, not to mention how the weather is there and how difficult it is to move this equipment once they get it there. Uh, and doesn't this seem to be kind of a theme, uh, with, with this administration and equipment? What is it with, uh, them and, and equipment. Uh, in fact, you see that in Afghanistan. We couldn't get the equipment out, uh, or we didn't get the equipment out. We left it billions of dollars. Now we can't get the equipment in. Uh, man, uh, it just seems like it's, uh, uh really, really, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a show that is, uh, not going too well. So bottom line is this, you know, somebody said this, uh, Biden sent over equipment there uh, now is kind of like someone, uh, their house is on fire and they're up in the attic trying to install a sprinkler system. <laughs> it's, it's a little, little too late, uh, to a, a, a day late and a javelin short, as I said in my tease for the uh, show today. So, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, you see, Here's the thing, and some of you that have worked people, you, you know this. You very rarely, you know when you have someone valuable. You know when they say, okay, I'm leaving. You know that you're going to, you're going to miss them. And, and you go, man, I'm going to miss this about them, this about them, this about them. Boy, they, they did it. But then there's these things that you missed that you didn't realize you were going to miss. Well, I, I feel like that's happening right now with, uh, the absence of, of President Trump and uh, the the presence of, of Joe Biden. And that is, we knew a lot of things we were going to miss, but there's a lot of things that we're missing that maybe we didn't think about we're going to miss. And, and I would say this, if you go back, I don't know if you could go back, you would have to go back maybe eight or 10, 12, 15 presidents back, administrations, to find a president that had the conservative ideology, that had the uh, experience as a business person. Uh, and, and I'll just tell you, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking as I'm talking, and, and I don't think, I don't, I think you could go back to, uh, you'd have to go clear back to the, the founding fathers, uh, to find anybody that would be on equal footing. Uh, with Donald Trump in regards to experience, work, real life experience, uh, and knowing how to run things. Uh, and, and so man, 
uh, you know, we, we really, really, really miss, uh, Donald Trump in, in so, so many ways. Um, but we're not without hope. I, I was talking to you yesterday about this. We're not without, uh, without hope. You remember on February the 13th in 19, uh, 2016 when Justice Scalia passed away and, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton was just everybody said she's going to be president. And, uh, you know, what? Seven months later, no, no, nine months later, Donald Trump is is uh, wins the presidential election. And we have four years of, you know, despite all the junk. Hey, Richardson Judo, good to see you today. Uh, but despite all the junk, uh you know, that he had to endure. Uh, he, he just did yeoman's work and did just such an awesome, awesome job. And so, uh, a lot of things that we, uh, we miss were, were, you know, in, but, but good days are ahead. Better days are coming. We've got people like, uh, Thomas Massey. We got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. We got people, like Conrad Reynolds that are coming to Congress. We got people like Robbie Starbuck that are coming to Congress. Uh, we've got some good people, uh, and we just need a few. We just need a few people, and the more we have, the better. Uh, and then we have people like you that are uh, listening. And then we have great uh, advertisers that make uh, this time together uh, possible uh, because we're able to uh, pay the bills and, and we're able to do what we do. And, and your listening, uh, makes this, uh, all, uh, come to bear. So we're just so very, very thankful for you. Uh, I want to uh, spend the last bit of our time together, uh, here today. And, uh, I want to talk about, uh, <laughs> Nick Adams. I'm looking at, uh, tw- uh, Twitter here and Nick Adams said in every single debate Donald Trump ever participated in, he battled both his opponent, opponents and the moderators and still won. That's what I'm talking about. You just had a guy that was just, you, you know why? Because it wasn't canned. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, some stuff that he thought you wanted to hear. Uh, you know, it's kind of like telling the truth. You don't, you don't have to think about it when you're telling the truth. You just talk. Uh, and so, you know, something I was going to talk about yesterday and today, and I didn't get to it, uh, and we can talk about it for a little bit here. Uh, but, uh, the, the thing is, uh, Ukraine, and, and you may have missed this, uh, but Ukraine is not blaming Russia for their destabilization. Did you know that? You won't hear that anywhere else. Uh, Ukraine is not saying, uh, man, you know, uh, what's causing all the destabilization in, in the Ukraine, uh, is Russia. Uh, are, are, do they see Russia as a threat? Absolutely. Do they see Russia as, uh, you know, uh, impending danger? Absolutely. Uh, but the destabilization is not being blamed on Russia. You know who it's being blamed on? It's being blamed on the Biden administration. Uh, listen, uh, Ukraine knew that Donald Trump had their back. See, Donald Trump had this way of where he could, uh, met out resources and, and put resources out to countries without putting our men and women in harm's way. Listen, I have this, uh, mindset or this philosophy about war. Uh, and this philosophy about war is I, I have three sons and, uh, uh, the, the only war, if I were president, the only war that would be worth fighting, 
uh, worth sending your sons and daughters to is one that I would send my sons and daughters to and uh, are my granddaughters. So if I wouldn't send my sons or my granddaughters uh, and under the threat of dying on foreign soil, uh, then I don't need to be willing to send your sons and daughters uh, to die. Uh, but all oh, that—that's—that's not the issue. We've got to—we—we we've got to defend. But Donald Trump had this innate ability to shore up uh, the the countries that needed shoring up with equipment, with uh, special forces. Uh, he he had a way of using creativity uh, and not putting people at risk. Well, you know what? That's what real people do in real life every day. That's what you do on your job every day. Uh, whether you're the boss or whether you work for somebody, uh, you know, you don't go to your boss and, 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 and you don't put resources where they don't need to be and you don't spend time on something. Uh, you, you work it out and you make it to where it works for the company. It works for the employees. It works for you or whatever. Uh, because that's real world, but you're dealing with people that have never, they've never held jobs. Joe Biden has never had a real job. Barack Obama has never had a real job, uh, uh, other than a college professor. Uh, and, and these people have always, uh, you know, uh, had, uh, somebody hand them, uh, what they do. And it's all been about philosophy and it's all been about, you know, this, this pie in the sky stuff. And then they, when they get in the real world, uh, they can't, you know, they can't navigate. Uh, and they can't make, uh, you know, they can't make, uh, <laughs> good decisions. And so, uh, it's, it's so, so very, uh, important, uh, that we have a real leader. And that's why I think the 2022 midterms is so important that we elect people who would elect a speaker of the house that is not Kevin McCarthy, but is somebody that, uh, can, can cut the deals without compromising, can hold the line, uh, won't, uh, you know, give in to Democrats. You know, the problem with, with, with Republicans, typically, they want Democrats to like them. They're, they're like the person at school and they're looking for somewhere to sit down and, 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 and so they're wanting, you know, everybody to like them and, and so they're trying to be or do what everybody else does. Then you got guys, man, they don't care if they have to sit by themselves. So what? You know, I'm not wearing that or I'm not wearing my hair like that. I'm not doing that. I'm not treating other people bad so I can sit at your table. I don't want to sit at your table that bad. Uh, I'm going to do my thing. If you want to sit with me, that's fine. If you don't want me to sit with you, that's okay. Uh, but I'm going to be me. And, uh, and that's what we need. We need people like Conrad Reynolds. We need people like Robbie Starbuck. Um, we, we need, uh, and, and tons of others out there and, and we'll try to add more to it. But, uh, uh, you know, we've just got to, uh, we, we've got to, uh, some way, somehow elect, uh, people who will turn around and elect a speaker of the house, uh, that will, uh, that will actually carry the water for, uh, for Republicans, uh, our conservatives, not Republicans. There is a difference, believe me. Uh, Kurt, uh, Slichter said prediction Biden will get his replacement put on SCOTUS by, uh, a Kamal tiebreaker, but he will nominate a leftist clown who will end up 
turning his victory into ashes. Um, and I think that's, uh, oh, that's, that's the news. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, that is, uh, Justice Stephen Breyer. I don't know if you just heard this, but, uh, Stephen Breyer, uh, is retiring. And so, uh, way to go, Stephen Breyer. Uh, and of course he may be sick or something. He is. I, I apologize in advance. Um, but, uh, so, uh, of course he's retiring, uh, to give Joe Biden a seat. You know, only, only conservatives, and I'm using air quotes, believe me here, uh, only people that, uh, you know, pretend to be, and, and of course he hasn't pretended to be in, in a long time. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, Justice Breyer intends to return. Uh, Breyer has not formally announced his plan to leave SCOTUS, but evidently it's, uh, pretty much uh, I think they're going to make the announcement tomorrow. Uh, so it's pretty much uh, the New York Times, of course, weighs in. The Democrats have to act quickly to prevent the Supreme Court from becoming more conservative. If they lose a single uh, Senate seat in the midterms, the chamber of balance power will flip, make it harder. Well, look, look I got a, I, I got an idea, uh, Stephen Breyer. Why don't you wait until the midterms? Uh, you know, that that's an idea. Um uh, Senate Democrat leader Schumer pledges to prompt hearing to replace Breyer. Uh, so Breyer's going to retire. Sure, he's going to retire and leave it to uh, a democratically controlled uh, Senate. Uh, but you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Uh, and, and let's let's just be honest here. Uh, if we got another conservative uh, pick. Uh, and, and, and I, this is one I don't blame President Trump for. But if we got another conservative pick, why? I mean, you, you've got Roberts, you know, you've got, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking here. Oh, Lindsey Graham. I'm going to finish that thought here in a minute. As to his replacement, if all Democrats hang together, which I expect they will, They'll have the power to replace Justice Byron 2022 without one Republican vote and support. Yeah. Well, some of that's because of people like you, Lindsey Graham. Uh, so, uh, the Atlantic Supreme Court Justin, uh, Stephen Breyer will pr- reportedly retire last year. Uh, asking him to retire may be harsh, even unfair, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, What's the famous saying? Republicans have a way of snatching, uh, victory out of the, uh, or defeat out of the mouth of victory, something like that. Uh, you know, we're, we're really good. Uh, they are. They're really good at that. Not so much us. Uh, but I'll tell you something that, uh, that is really good, uh, that, um, Stephen Breyer is, Let's be honest. Let me back up. Stephen Breyer was, you know, he didn't do us any favors. So is the, is the, how, how bad is the damage? You know, the only, the only thing that really hurt us at this point, to be quite honest, the only is if Clarence Thomas retired. Uh, I mean, just, just to be honest with you. Uh, so, 
uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking here at Stephen Breyer's uh, voting record. Uh, I say voting record. His uh, uh, give me just a second here. I'm gonna look this up and just see. Hang on with me. I'm, I don't don't leave me. Um, uh, but he was. Uh, yeah, he 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 was. I, I thought so. Uh, he he's he votes with Sotomayor, uh, Sotomayor and Kagan uh, more than he does uh, with Thomas and Gorsuch when he votes when he can be depended on. Roberts is. Uh, like a bucket of warm spit, but, um, uh, anyway, uh, we, we, you know, l- let's call it what it is. Uh, it, it, it's not going to matter because B- Breyer didn't support, uh, the constitution anyway. Uh, he was a, an activist. He was a liberal, uh, who was supposed to have been a conservative, uh, where we've seen that movie before, right? Uh, uh, let's talk real quick about, uh, Julie Kelly's new book. She's a great friend to the Doc Washburn show. Her and Doc are good friends. And, uh, she's one of the last great journalists left, uh, over at American Greatness, which by the way, if you've not been introduced to American Greatness, AmericanGreatness.com, uh, absolutely it's, it's the go-to to get a uh, great commentary editor, edit, edit, uh, uh, editorials. Thank you. Um, and so uh, she has a great book. She's been doing just stellar work about, uh, January the 6th. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to just take a moment here and plug her book, uh, because she's done just such wonderful, uh, work. And, and so I just think it's only right that we plug her book for her, uh, here, uh, on the Doc Washburn show. Again, Doc Washburn is out today. I'm Donnie Copeland. You can find me at, uh, Donnie Copeland on Twitter, at Donnie Copeland on Gab. Uh, and I'm sitting in for Doc, uh, Washburn. Doc will be back, uh, probably tomorrow at the latest. I think it would be Friday. And, uh, you know, maybe Monday, but I certainly by Monday, but he's, he's getting better, getting stronger. Uh, and I really think he'll be back tomorrow. Um, uh, listen to what Julie, uh, Kelly said about her book that, uh, just came out, uh, said, uh, in 90,000 words, I carefully exposed every lie related to January the 6th. I cover the cover ups, including 14,000 hours of security video and, uh, witness accounts of police misconduct. I tell some of the many stories of lives destroyed and ended by that event. January the 6th is the name of the book, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right, uh, by Julie Kelly. You can find that on Amazon. And, uh, it's a, it's a great, great book. Uh, just a reminder, uh, that Jacob Chansley, speaking of January the 6th, Jacob Chansley, uh, what we try to do on this show, Doc does a wonderful job, is keep January the 6th detainees in front of you because, uh, I'm going to tell you, most of your elected officials, they're certainly not. Mitch McConnell's not talking about the people being held, uh, from, from January the 6th, uh, unlawfully. Um, uh, Lindsey Graham's not talking about it. Uh, Cruz is calling them uh, criminals, uh, you know, so 
but Julie Kelly is talking about it. Thomas Massey is talking about it. Marjorie Green Taylor is talking about it. Uh, Congressman Bro- uh, Bopert is talking about it. Uh, but uh, Conrad Reynolds, as a candidate, is talking about it. He said he'll go to the entrance of the uh, detention place, detention center where they are on a regular basis uh, and uh, keep them in our memory uh, and keep them uh, before us. Jacob Chansley spent 317 days in solitary confinement before he finally broke and pleaded guilty to obstruction. He faced no weapons or assault charges. He was sentenced to 41 months in jail. DOJ wanted more prison time. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable what's going on in this, uh, in this, uh, country. Uh, David French, uh, is there anybody that is worse, uh, that pretends to be a conservative than David French? David French, I wish some of the folks who are beyond livid about kids wearing masks in schools. Oh, you mean the pictures like where all the kids are wearing masks and the teachers and the administrators and the governor, everybody else standing behind them is not wearing a mask. You're talking about those pictures. Uh, wish some of the folks who are beyond livid about kids wearing masks in schools would spare just a tenth of their outrage for this deadly nonsense. Tens of thousands are dying because of vaccine refusal. Uh, these are deaths are horrific, tragic, and so very avoidable. Uh, oh, you forgot the vaccines, David. Uh, Julie Kelly, in a perfect world, French would, would force mass children to watch drag queens gyrate at public libraries while their parents are forcibly required to take a shot every four months and anti-vax Christians are excommunicated. When I say this guy's sinister, believe me, Julie Kelly is a, uh, she, she is a rock star when it comes to the conservative. She, she needs to run for the Senate. Uh, David French needs to run for the, the hills. Um, but, um, uh, great stuff there. Uh, I'll tell you something else that's great. And that is, uh, a, a something that Doc believes strongly in. And that is turnmypoweron.com. Turnmypoweron.com. Uh, turnmypoweron.com is a, uh, phenomenal natural treatment. Uh, for the things uh, that you have going on uh, in uh, your body. Uh, the, the Apostle Peter writing uh, said that God has given us everything that pertaineth both to life uh, and to godliness. And I'm convinced that if we'll go back, in fact, uh, you've heard me say this before, uh, that uh, every single pharmaceutical uh, is a synthetic version of a natural element or vitamin uh, or component. Let me say that again. Every single pharmaceutical is a synthetic version of something natural uh, because God has already placed on this earth everything you need. Uh, you just got to find it. Now, there are vitamins that are not very, very well absorbed in the body uh, because of the processing and so you got to do your due diligence. You got to do your work. Uh, but listen, you know, a hundred years ago, there were not all these pharmaceuticals. Listen, there's a reason that when you, uh, see an ad, which they're, they dominate advertising on television, they dominate podcasts, except for here, um, pharmaceutical advertisements. There's a reason there's 15, 20 seconds 
of what a drug will do for you and then 40, 45 seconds of what a drug will do to you and all the disclaimers and attorney uh, speak there. Uh, and so uh, how do you solve that? Well, you do things and you find people that will help you uh, like the good people at TurnMyPowerOn.com. TurnMyPowerOn.com is a uh, rev- revolutionary, it's a powerful health-boosting secret you've probably never heard about because it's solely practiced practiced by a very limited number of doctors today. Uh, Turn My Power On is not widely known across the world. In fact, many patients are surprised and relieved when they first learned of its existence and effectiveness. Developed in the 30s by Dr. P.J. Palmer, uh, TurnMyPowerOn.com brings patients a more natural approach to the relief of diagnosed conditions and health issues without traditional surgery or medicinal treatments. If you're experiencing pain, symptoms, or have received a diagnosis, <clears throat> excuse me, refer to our symptoms page at TurnMyPowerOn.com for a list of some of the health problems that, that can be corrected through these procedures. And I'm telling you, if you'll go to TurnMyPowerOn.com, these people can help you right here in Arkansas. There's a great one up in Searcy. Um, and, and for all of our Arkansas listeners, uh, go to TurnMyPowerOn.com. Go to find a doctor. You're going to find all kind of uh, uh, doctors there in Florida uh, and other places and uh, Texas that are going to be able to help you. I'm pretty sure, yeah, there are some in uh, Texas, Georgia. Uh, there's quite a few in quite a few states. So you're going to really, really uh, like that. Hey, I'm going to uh, get a cup of, uh, drink of coffee here for a minute, and then we're going to get right back into uh, just a little bit here for the last 15 minutes. So I know you're craving some of this killer music, right? So here we go. Step up there. That's they're out there and make your day. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I actually do like it a little bit. Uh, Doc just he loves the the serious music. He loves the uh, the old hits and he's got all these deep album cuts. And so uh, I found this little canned music on some of our programming. And I just had to use it. Plus, it gives me a moment to uh, catch a break and get a, a drink of coffee and. Uh, and, and, uh, kind of reset, uh, for the last part of the show. Uh, I'm going to take a couple of calls here. If you'd like to call in, I'd love to hear from you. And so if you're uh, out there and you'd like to call in, uh, we'd love to, we'd love to have you. Uh, let me give you the number here. I'm going to have to look it up because I'm, I'm on another screen here and I'll pull it up for you. And, uh, we'd love to have you call in. We got just a few moments here. If you got a question. Or if you got something else here, you can call 
3711. That's 1-866-609-3711. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, I believe that will get you in. Uh, and, uh, you do, I believe, have to have the, uh, the, uh, Podbean app, but those of you that are watching, you know that anyway. Uh, so, uh, we would love to have you. And if you don't, you don't, uh, get in, that's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you, uh, when we're back on here. Uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but while we're waiting on a couple of you to call in, I know Leo tried to call yesterday. We had a couple of others tried to call in. So I want to give you that opportunity today. I didn't see Leo on here today. Uh, but, uh, if you'd like to call in, you got a question, um, uh, or just a comment or whatever, we, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, responding to Geraldo Rivera, uh, calling Hungary's government authoritarian. Uh, he said they didn't lock up hundreds of people without trial and solitary confinement for staging a political prote- pro- protest or trespassing. We did do that and are still doing it. So Tucker's saying, you know, Geraldo, you're calling Hungary's government authoritarian. Well, we've got people uh, that haven't had a trial. They they were in solitary confinement for almost a year. Uh, we got drug dealers. We have murderers uh, that uh, that get bailed. But we have people that uh, that entered the capital. And by the way, a lot of them entered the capital with permission and encouragement from. Uh, Capitol Police. Uh, Julie Kelly said the architect of the Capitol who sits on the Capitol Police Board also lied about damages related to January the 6th. His estimate was only about 20 times higher than the actual damage. Uh, and by the way, uh, when you hear these reports of the damage that happened at the Capitol as a result January the 6th, what they won't tell you is the bulk of that damage was done uh, by the uh, smoke bombs and different things that they were setting off. And so, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't damage of the people that came in. And, uh, and, and, and plus, uh, you know, prove us wrong by releasing the 14,000 hours of videotape and we can call it a day, right? Uh, so I think that's, uh, uh, you know, very, very uh, important. Uh, I love what Tom Bevan said. He said mass formation psychosis, 68% of those who are triple vaxxed are somewhat Somewhat are very worried about getting sick from COVID. So, uh, you want to talk about mass formation psychosis? Uh, it's 68% of those who are triple vaxxed who are very worried about it getting sick, uh, from, uh, from, uh, the vaccine. So, uh, it's, you know, it's crazy world out there. Uh, have you been hearing about, uh, Durham? That Durham is, uh, supposedly on the edge of something really big. Uh, pardon my, uh, skepticism. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't think that Hillary Clinton's ever going to jail. I don't think Barack Obama's ever going to jail. Uh, I don't think, uh, all the people that were involved in child trafficking well, the Epstein's is going to jail. Uh, I, I just don't think it's, it's going to happen. Uh, so, um, I, I like what David, uh, Riobi said. Uh, you know, you have Robbie Starbuck, who I think Robbie's been running probably a couple of years, maybe at least a year, uh, solid, uh, for, 
that house seat uh, in Nashville. Uh, so all of a sudden, out of the blue comes uh, this um, uh, Morgan Ortegas, and uh, and and so here's what David Riobi said. He said, I have a feeling Tennessee voters are smarter than to fall for Kevin McCarthy's sabotage of a strong American first candidate like Robbie Starbuck. This Nate like move isn't going to succeed endorsement or not. And, and I'm going to tell you that that is, uh, you know, we have a lot of people. Uh, I know this that that don't pay attention. You do. You're, you're the exception rather than the rule. Uh, th- this is a mistake that even us as conservatives, I think a lot of times a mistake that we make. And that is we assume that everybody is as engaged as we are. A lot of people are just they're living their life. Uh, they're raising their families. They're trying to make a living. Uh, you know, they got uh, health issues. They got families, you know, elderly parents they're taking care of. Uh, and, yeah, they, they take time off of work to go vote. Uh, they put forth the effort to vote early and different things. You know, they. Uh, they, they do what they can, but they're not nearly as, um, you know, as engaged as, as you and I. And so, uh, so what, what's the answer? The answer actually is to get more engaged. But the problem with the American political system is the lobbyists give the money. Uh, the, the elected officials do the bidding of the lobbyists. Uh, and so then the lobbyists and the establishment becomes I'm sorry, the, the establishment and, and the incumbents become tools in the hands of the lobbyists. And so there's no money uh, for people who are challenging. And so they've got the right message. Uh, Conrad Reynolds has the right message against French Hill. French Hill will have a million, million and a half dollars. Uh, Conrad Reynolds, you know, has probably 30 or 40 thousand dollars and he's going to raise a lot more than that. Uh, in fact, there's a fundraiser for him this Saturday, uh, and he's going to, he's, you know, he's going to, uh, he's got a lot of people come out of the woodwork to support him, to help him. Uh, but people has to know that he believes January the 6th was a setup. People have to, they have to know, uh, they have to hear him say, uh, you know, that, uh, that he believes the election was stolen. Uh, he has to be able to get the video out there with French Hill standing beside Liz Cheney. Uh, talking about how they're good friends because here's the thing. Uh, here's how, uh, just shameless these people are. French Hill will go on, on the line and say things like, or, or go on and say, you know, I, I, I never knew Liz Cheney or Liz Cheney and I are not all that close. And then right after the election, they're big buddies again. Liz Cheney will herself go on and say, you know, uh, well, you know, I, I know French some, but you know, he disagrees with me on some things. They do that stuff all the time. Uh, I'll tell you a, 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 a quick story. And to me, this story so exemplifies the, the, the American political system. Uh, and that is, <laughs> I had a good friend who was a huge uh, wrestling fan. And some of you remember way back in the day, championship wrestling. And uh, you remember the... Ivan, uh, what, uh, of course, Andre the Giant and, uh, you know, the great Kabuki and, uh, the, you know, Ivan the Great, I think, was one, uh, Skandar Akbar, uh, you know, Jake the Snake, uh, and, and all, you know, that was back in the, back in the day, right? 
and he was a huge wrestling fan. So he went to Shreveport or, you know, maybe Monroe Civic Center or somewhere and he saw this match. I mean, they're up there and they're just knocking the snot at each other and, you know, knocking each other over the head with, with chairs. And I mean, they're, they're just having a knockdown drag out, right? And man, they're calling each other names and grabbing each other by the throat and, and, uh, man, he said, man, everybody's there, you know, they're either for the good guy or the bad guy. And man, they're hollering and screaming and getting into it. And they got to have a police escort for the bad guy on the way out because he, you know, broke a chair over the head of the good guy and everybody's wanting to string him up. You know, man, he said, I'm just, he said, I'll leave there. And it was in Shreveport. I remember now and he's driving back to Monroe. And so he said, man, I'm just, I'm still pumped, you know, and he said, I, so I stop in like, uh, I want to say like Minden, uh, that's a little town between Shreveport and, uh, and West Monroe or Monroe. And, uh, he said, I pull into this, uh, huddle house or waffle house. And, <laughs> and he said, I, I go in and he said, I'm sitting there and I ordered my food, you know, and man, I'm eating it. And he said, I'm still thinking about that match, man. It was so good. It was just, it was powerful, you know, boy, and it was so exciting and entertaining and the crowd was into it. And he said, in walks the two guys that had been fighting in the ring that night and they're in their, you know, they're in their street clothes. And he said, man, they're laughing and talking. And he said, I think, I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, they maybe made up for a minute. He said, then they sit down together. And he said, I'm sitting there just watching this. I can just see him sitting in this huddle house or waffle house watching these two wrestlers that were, you know, acting like they were going to kill each other a few minutes, a few hours ago. And now they're sitting in waffle house and man, they ordered a big breakfast. He said, man, they're laughing and talking, having the greatest time in the world. And he said, it's then and there it dawned on me. It was nothing but a show. You know, he said, it was nothing but a show. And, uh, of course we could have told him that a long time ago, right? But here's the takeaway. That's exactly what happens in American politics. Democrats, Republicans, you know, oh, sir, I'll tell you, you know, well, you know, the gentleman from blah, 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 and they're going at it and they're having their little speeches out in the echo and halls, kind of like I am here today, uh, you know, and, and, and running down the guy. Then they all go out and, and have stakes together, you know, and go to their private clubs. It, it's all a show. Uh, because they, they are all on the same side of special interest and money. So how do we fix this? I tell you how we fix it. We fix it by, uh, electing more Thomas Massey's. Remember when Thomas Massey came out and was, uh, I don't remember the issue now, Doc Wood, he was, he was all over that. And he actually, you know, challenge uh, President Trump on something. Boy, everybody got all upset. But after you looked at it, you said, you know what? Thomas Massey's right. Uh, and, 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 and you have a few Thomas Massey's. You have a few Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greens. You have a few, uh, you know, people, uh, that are actual, uh, you know, patriots and that are fighting for freedom. And we need more of those. We need Robbie Starbucks. We need Conrad Reynolds. We need these people that will fight for uh, what is right and uh, will fight for us and fight to save this nation. But we're going to make it. We're going to make it. You hang in there. Uh, it's going to be all right. Uh, don't forget about February 13th. We thought the world was ending as we knew it when Hillary Clinton was in, just certainly going to be president uh, and Justice Scalia passed away. 
but uh, brighter days come. We had disappointments between uh, then and now, uh, but we've had victories too, and uh, this too shall pass, and we're going to get there. I believe that with all of my heart. Look, man, I have enjoyed my time with you today. Uh, if I don't get to do this ever again, it's been a pleasure, and that you took the time and stayed with me through the whole thing. I'm just so uh, appreciative of you, very thankful for you, and uh, just can't thank you enough. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday and the rest of the week. And uh, hopefully, uh, Doc will be back tomorrow, and I'll see you down the road. Uh, don't forget, 